message you're about to listen to is from Jesus and Hindered Ministry. Please open your heart and receive from the Lord. Oh, 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 oh,
that matter. Scripture says, these people draw near to me with their leaves, but their hearts are far away. There is the possibility of drawing near to God with our leaves and our hearts totally far from Him. It is so, so, so possible. And it's something we have to be very, very careful about. That we don't say what we don't mean. That we mean what we say. Because every word will be tried and tested. Every word will be weighed. Every word will go through the test of fire. And it will then determine what is left. So it is important that most times that your heart better be saying what your leaves are saying. So we don't have to say a lot of words to the Lord. If it is one you mean, say it with intentionality and intensity. That's the one that carries weight. The one that you mean. So when I say words and I sing songs, I think about them a lot because if I don't mean them, they're as well useless. And the one to whom I'm talking to knows what is true and what is not. Even if everybody else thinks I'm true, the one who searches the heart knows what is there. And if I may say this, whether we like it or not, you know, we can decide to choose the easy way of probably, okay, let me not talk at all. Not talking at all too will be weighed. The motive for not talking at all will be weighed. So every word needs to be intentional you can gently have your seat every word needs to be intentional every word needs to be true try us test us break us mold us
He's coming from blood. He's coming from sacrifice. He's not coming for condemnation. The devil condemns, not God. So sometimes we don't want to say, try me. But you need to let him try you. So that he can fix what is wrong. Whether you hide from the test or not, the test will still be carried out. Do you understand? Whether you hide and run away from it, it will still be carried out. But one thing that should give you boldness is that the one carrying it out is looking for what to fix. I mean, like, that just makes you at peace. He is not coming to kill me. He wants to fix that problem that I'm crying about. That addiction I want to break, I can't. He's coming to break it. He wants to help, 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 help. So you do yourself a favor to say, search me. Test me. Try me. Break me. Only you can mold me. Purify me. Consecrate my heart. It's what you can do. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. You are the one that can. So I open up myself to you. Enter that inner chamber. Enter that inner chamber. Enter that inner chamber. And remove every darkness. Enter that secret place. And open every darkness. You are free. I allow you. I allow you. I allow you. You are free to enter. 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 Fix me. Because if you don't, nobody will fix me. Nobody will help me. Nobody will fix me. just opened up to me again my lord your lord your lover is not trying to condemn me. you have not prayed enough tell him i'm not praying enough try me test me check check it check it check 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 the thermometer of my heart if it's not beating well enough increase the heartbeat I just need you to fix so lord try me because some of us we have not allowed god to enter that's why we are still struggling with the addiction that's why we are still struggling with that sin you cannot fix it yourself all you need to do is allow god allow god stop trying to figure it out with your head stop trying to figure it out with your brain allow god in just let him enter he's not condemning you he wants to fix 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 to fix nobody can fix you open up surrender 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 yourself to the world who can to the world who can to the world who will to the world who can to the world who will i surrender i don't know anything i need you lord
voices just sing and say, try me, test me, break me, mold me, purify me, consecrate my heart for you only, for
of advantage when he does this. Just so you know, whenever the Lord rebukes you, you are at a place of advantage. Just know that. Know that you are at a place of advantage. When he points out your sin to you, know that you are at a place of advantage. It's because he's there and he wants to fix. Let's not always think about it as, oh my God, he's here to destroy me. Just know that you are at a place of advantage when the Lord says, hey child, fix that problem now. Know that you are at a place of advantage when he says, hey, pray that I frustrate your journey because if I don't, you will end up in the wrong place. What a joy. What a joy. What a joy. Please sit down. What a joy. Oh, wow. My strength has just been renewed. Me personally. My resilience has just been renewed. I'm not coming to a God that condemns me. I'm coming to a God that is always looking to redeem me. Do you understand it? What is your situation? What are you struggling with? You have come to a God that is trying to fix the problem. All he is trying to do is fix the problem and restore you back to his original setting. That's all. If it's me that I got to know something you've done without Christ in me, I'll look for a way to make sure that you are disgraced. what will happen without christ in me i'll do what i'll look for a way to make sure that you are disgraced to make sure that you're exposed and everybody say Abba. but when god shows up it is never to disgrace it's not in him to do it's not his nature is coming to fix a leak before people know there is a leak. So before you start working and there is trace everywhere, he wants to sew it up so that nobody sees any leak. That's all he wants to do. And yet we struggle with him. All he wants to do is to cover our shape we struggle with him like <clears throat> like we know better <laughs> all he wants to do is to not make people laugh at you he would rather between you and him that you laugh about it and say ah oh god see how stupid has it happened to you when the lord shows me how stupid i've been you know, like <laughs> me and him we laugh about it i'm like wow really god I'm sorry. That's how it is. I literally will laugh that ah, you are stupid though. I'm talking to myself. Because he just showed me 
what he was trying to say and i was saying no no lord this is what you're saying no lord i don't care what you're saying lord this is what it is and he's just looking like calm down let me tell you what i'm trying to say and the day he tells me i calm down enough for him to tell me i start to just you stupid old victoria you stupid for that thing this was how God healed me I don't look for anything so bad it will come he taught me early and I'm looking for that thing I'm like God God do it God do it he did something for me he frustrated me to know that I will do it when I want to do it and until I've exhausted all my options I would have done Hey, no, okay, I'll follow this one. Every way will crumble before me. I will not say, hmm. And sometimes I seem just to. Eventually, it will bring the way that when I see the way I know it is God, it won't have been mine. And in all my different options, I never thought about it. So that's what happens. So I learned that early. So I don't, there's no need. What's the point of saying, I'll try this opportunity, then it now fails. And anytime I try it, you know, every time the old self wants to come back, flesh wants to raise his head. Every time I try the same answer as before, it fails. And I say, okay, I'm sorry. But it's just that now I step out quickly. As opposed to, it feels I'm still going. No, we will break down this mountain. Now I do. I just when I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just pass my God, I'm sorry, and I just go back and chill and relax for Him to fight for me. We are at a place of advantage when we invite Him to scrutinize us. That's one thing we don't like to do. We hide our dark side from God. That there is no darkness in Him. Do you understand? Imagine our foolishness. Honestly, do you sit and think about our foolishness? Yeah, I do. If the Bible I read is true, eh? and you've heard some says that, I like that song that says, The splendor of the King, oh, majesty. Rejoice and all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light. And then I didn't, didn't say some people will say darkness has to hide. He said darkness tries. It cannot hide. You, you can only try. Did you understand? I was always singing darkness has to hide. I'm like, no, 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 get the point. Where does darkness want to hide? From the Lord. Where? In hell? <laughs> eh? He says even in what? His way. So when, uh, permit me to ask, is there, okay, lake of fire? Where can darkness hide? Nowhere. So it can only try. And so, we will now carry our little dark sides 
I want to hide it from the one that sees darkness like day. And we think we are smart. <laughs> Do you understand? We think we are smart. Nobody knows. Okay. God doesn't know. He searches the deep things. Where is, is the Bible says the heart of man is, is desperately wicked. I mean, how bad can he be? He's not hidden. He's transparent before God. So I ask, why do we try to hide from the one whose only job is to fix you and I? It is when we refuse fixing that we face judgment. But his job is to fix. Look at the thieves on the cross beside him. Look at the two of them. One even on the cross as a thief said, Guy, maybe I don't recognize you since. You know what? I recognize you now. You know, most times we don't recognize him. He's there. We just be like, and I think sometimes because he is ever there, we misbehave. It's like I can go and come back. That's why some men cheat and some women cheat on their good husband and their good wife. This one is there. This one understands commitment. This one understands no divorce. Do you understand? This one understands that I'm in for life. So we still did that. Make a just suffering shit body. They got shit body and come back. The person is there, I tell you, my wife. They will even brag. My wife. She cannot. She doesn't do it. My husband cheats. Never. They know. <laughs> and because of that. They walk out and walk in and walk out and walk in because they know when they go, she will still be standing. He will still be standing. So maybe that's why the love of Jesus is for everlasting. So my first place more. Some people tell you something. Let me just and do me small. Then I can do God. Because God did and God will be fail. So even the foolish atheists know that God does not fail. So he wants to exercise his wisdom a bit. To not later come back to the fact that, trust me, it doesn't make sense. Because at the end of it, you will see that it is foolishness. You can't even argue it out accurately from argument point of view. Do you understand? We just argue it now. You complicate yourself to where they say. So, why are you an atheist again? Because everything you say you believe, you don't believe. Because most times we just want to feel among, you know, do some things because we know God's love is everlasting. And that's why sometimes Christians say, God, judge now, 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 now. I say it too. I'm seeing 
Buari and Tinubu uh, speak to in London. And I said, Lord, let them just die. That's, that's what I said. They can come and arrest me. Is it not good to say what's in your heart? Like, Lord, I didn't even think of repentance. So I think they, for me, <laughs> in my books, they've gone past the repentance stage. God needs to forgive me. Because I'm thinking, there is no one you cannot save. But I think minus, every other person you can, but those ones. And that man, that, what's that one's name? Huh? No, 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 no. I lie, Mohammed. I don't think those, that's, I'm telling you what I think. You know, these days you don't have freedom of speech anymore. You can't see what's in your heart. And it's deliberate to keep us quiet. And that's why people that are minorities speak louder than us. That's why gay people will be so loud. You think they are plenty. You are more than them. But they dominate more than you. Because they speak. I love them. But if you're going to tell me about equality, then it's not one-sided. You have chosen to be this. I have chosen to be this. Can we leave? Why do you want to erase me for you to stand? I have been living like this. And I accommodated you. I don't agree. I will never, never agree with you. Hear it again and again. I will never agree with your process. It will never happen that I agree with your process because of what I believe. But I did not say you should not leave. It's your choice. So why don't you let me leave this I have chosen to, which is that I don't believe in it. You believe in it. You don't know why I don't believe in it. I understand, but I don't. That is true equality in the sense of the word. That you allow me and I allow you. Don't erase me. And then you are busy shouting, you know, you want to be heard. You don't kill another to be heard. So that was my own prayer, like, let them just die. As I just saw them, I said, ah, my God, these people are still alive. Even these London people, I don't get. UK, I don't understand. They are part of our problem. That's how I feel. Because if you want good for us, how do you let people who don't have any hospital for us Go and treat themselves in your country. If you say you are a big, what are you? Big brother or uncle. What are you exactly? How come you are not saying, hey, 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 there is no space. Go and fix your people. If you truly care about us. I know you don't. You care about money. You care about fighting or thriving on our rubbish. When we get ourselves together, you know that aha. So you, you like it that we don't know our left from our right. 
That's the truth. Why do you go there to sit in there? I was looking at the chair. Though. I don't know why Kayade shows me these things. Because you know I can't help myself, honestly. they are coming out they have written the judgment i just confessed to you know, the judgment i know i need to repent too that means the lord will have to help me that you know i can still save them if you say so lord that will be I choose this one here saying said that I should destroy him. I should destroy them. It will affect your cousin, cousin, auntie. That will affect your uncle. <laughs> because somehow they are benefiting from something that something is a is it quagmire? Is it quagmire? And these people even know English. That was quagmire again. Still 
all believers, he made arrangements for this purpose. So what is the problem? Do you understand? Have you ever thought about it? Think about it. He just wants to what? Fix you. He just wants to help you. Can you say, God just wants to fix me. God just wants to help me. When you say this, some people are like, ah, can he fix me? You are still not thinking about who God is and what his intention is. You are still thinking about what you have done. Alright? That's what you are still thinking of that. Yeah, God wants to fix me. Does he not have committed abortion? Yeah, he knows. Okay, God wants to fix me. Does he know I'm no longer a virgin? He knows. And when I say no longer a virgin, man and woman. Because we think it's only women that are this virgin. All you men that are skipping up and down with women, you are this virgin. You are meant to be a virgin too. So I don't know who told you that virginity is for women alone. But you say I'm a feminist. <laughs> but it's the truth. If I'm to keep my body, you are to keep yours. He's seen us the same. even go further. I don't think God wants to fix me. I killed people. I was in the court. You think he's not aware? He says, I want to fix you. So why do we struggle with a God whose only job is to show you and I love? Why, why do we find it hard to surrender? Who among you was given the topic of surrender? Huh? Just you. Come. Try. matter how little. 
if you've taken anything, right, say it with conviction. It doesn't have to be 50 points. If it's two points you have gotten, you need to say it now like you have gotten it. Do you understand? Don't be afraid. Alright? So tell us why we struggle with this God that just wants to love us. Okay, so I was given the topic surrender to, to talk on. And I'll be starting with a personal story. Okay, so there was a time I was reading the Bible. I was just studying the Bible, the book of the gospel. So where Jesus was talking about we loving, loving one another like he has loved us. We should love our enemies, so on and so forth. So I was actually meditating and I was speaking with the Holy Spirit. And I started asking questions because I was thinking, just imagining myself loving how to love these people and my enemies. So I, I remember that I, whenever I go to work, I see these beggars, the Islam. So I asked the Holy Spirit, am I to love these people? Am I to show love to these people? And he told me yes and gave, gave me reasons why I ought to. So I understood that. And I also remembered I do see people, beggars that are complete. They have complete arms, eyes, legs, everything. So I asked, do I, also, and do I also have to give to these people? Because it's not like they, they don't have, they ought to, at least, do you understand? If I'm giving to those that don't have um, a complete arm, and that's reasonable enough. That's, they have a reason why they are poor, do you understand? So do I have to, and he said yes. And I was like, ah, when I'm giving to these people, I have half arms and will I be giving to the just go and look for work, they should work or something and the Holy Spirit is like, okay, provide work for them. I was like, ah, you know, I do not have the capacity yet to and he said, What are you saying? You do not have the capacity to help them, but your two hundred naira can get them breakfast every morning while going to work. Do you understand? So he kept on saying and I understood and I was like, Okay, fine. The next day I woke up, I dressed up, and got ready to go to work. And as I was going to work, I met um, one of them. He has one eyes, and um, there was one other one that has, his leg is swollen, something like that. I saw them from afar, and sincerely, I felt irritated in my spirit. I don't know. I just felt irritated, not in my spirit. I just felt irritated, just looking at them as in everything and i i found it hard to bring out my money and give to them but i remember that the bible said we should love them and giving is an is wrong so i decided to just drop i just dropped the money and i i didn't look i just you know out of being irritated and i saw someone else also a beggar complete i was the auntie you know how they do now so i was like you know i was <laughs> don't, don't beg, you know, in my heart to like, so I brought out the money and I still gave to him and the same thing and I entered the bus so when I realized all that I'd gone through in my heart and ah, I was like, no, that was Holy Spirit, that was fake whatever happened there was a. Hey, does it mean that I'm not able to love, what is just so wrong with me, that I cannot even obey your command to the fullest and I was crying in the bus. I just had to clean my tears. Just like, 
no one would see me and I was pained. I felt so bad because I don't know what was happening. I was supposed to and for and and Bible promised Jesus said that if we are able to do these things, obey his command, which is love one another like he has, they will come, they will come and make their board in me. So I was I was struggling to love. So I was thinking about even at work and everything. But when I got home, the Holy Spirit was faithful enough to help me. So he said to me, the love of God is shared abroad in your heart by, and I completed it, you, the Holy Spirit. He said, good. He said, not by might, not by power, but by, I said, the Spirit. He said, good. So what do you do? He started teaching me. I started meditating on surrender. You know that you're unable to do something and there is someone else who has the power to do it. So what do you do? You surrender. It is a normal thing in this world. If I know that I need something and I don't have the power or I don't have the power to get it, but there is someone I know that can help me get it, what do I do? Oh, please. Just, just you know, something like that. So that's what you do. The ability to acknowledge your incapability, your weakness, your powerlessness, your nothingness and the allness of the Holy Spirit and submitting to him is what we call surrender. Yes. It's what we call surrender. The ability to acknowledge your, your, your nothingness and your incapability and the allness of the Holy Spirit then submitting to him is what we call surrender. And the Holy Spirit taught me that one way to surrender, one of the major ways to surrender is dying of yourself every day. What does it mean? You're trying to say that, okay, this flesh, by this flesh, I cannot become. Neither can I do. I, this flesh cannot help me become or do. But the Holy Spirit is able to. So what I do, I die of myself. That the spirit of God may come alive in me. I give way for the spirit of God to have his way in me. That is what it means to surrender. And it is something that has to be done daily. Mama said it when she was teaching about surrender. It has to be done daily. Why? Because the difference between the demonic spirit and the spirit of God. A friend of mine said this. The, diff the difference between a demonic spirit and spirit of God is that. Um, the demonic spirit and um, the Holy Spirit requires your active will while the demonic spirit just requires a passive will what it means is that the Holy Spirit is just such a gentleman that he would not go where he is not invited yes do you understand if you don't say come he won't If you don't, if you don't acknowledge, it won't bother you. It is the it is the devil that is rude and disrespectful that he doesn't need your permission to invade your space, to be all up in your face. But if you want the Holy Spirit to invade your space, you have to say yes to him every day. You have to surrender. You have to acknowledge your, your incapability and his power and his ability to help you become, to do. You want to be like God. You want to talk like Him. You want to see like Him. You want to love others like He loved. 
you want to heal the sick you want to raise the dead it starts from surrendering to the holy spirit because he is responsible the bible says not by power not by might but by the spirit no so not by self-effort you're having addiction problem it is by the spirit you can overcome you are having family pattern problem. It is by the Spirit. No matter how you exercise your authority, it's the Holy Spirit that gives life to that authority. I've experienced it in so many ways. So when Mama taught surrender, it was like a revelational knowledge. So it is by the Spirit, not by mind, not by power, but by the Spirit. So this was when I learned, Ma. Thank you very much. God bless you, Victoria. I don't know if you guys heard clearly what she said, and if you also heard how the Holy Spirit took over her. So it was no longer her trying to talk. It was, it was some boldness that came out like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's touch something there. And if there's something I remember, I can't, I don't want to forget. The Holy Spirit needs your acting will to work the devil needs just your passive so only two you know opening the devil takes advantage of it the Holy Spirit doesn't take advantage of you he wants you to be aware that let's do this together that is so powerful he does not want you to just say, oh, how did I do that? No, he wants you to come on the journey. So that the whole essence is everything he does through you is to bring you to that place of perfection daily. And you don't do that um, without knowing. You know when you drop that sin. You know when you grew. You know when things change. So that's so powerful. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The devil is a bastard. Rude, stupid guy. Doesn't listen to you. It takes advantage of you. Even your little careless word is waiting to just grab it and use it in accusation. You didn't mean it to. Did you understand? He, see, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit would search your heart to know your motive. The devil does not search your heart to know your motive. He just takes what he hears. So even in that place where you didn't mean it, you, you were just joking. Say, she you heard. She you heard. He's just looking for something to accuse you with. That's why he's the accuser of the brethren. But the Holy Spirit was saying, no, no, no. He didn't mean that. This was actually, he said this, that he looks like he's angry. But this was the state of his heart when he was saying it. He didn't mean it. He said it like he was, you know, maybe you are so passionate. But why are you doing this? And then the devil said, see, he's shouting. He's not respecting her husband. She's not, we were, if only you allow the Holy Spirit show you that you know that she didn't mean how. You know that he, in this case, in this particular case, he didn't mean anyhow. 
he was just trying to pass a message even if he seemed like he was loud you know the loud that is with bad intention but the devil does not let you he doesn't want you to differentiate you just say see he hates you she hates you that's his job takes advantage of your little little careless moment but the lover of your soul is out to do what redeem you that is why you have to maintain a constant relationship with him like she said is a daily dying you have to maintain a constant relationship so that he can speak on your behalf so when the devil brings accusation eh, I know my child didn't pray yesterday but <laughs> day before yesterday she prayed yesterday she was tired ah, is that what God is that what you taught us why would she be tired she was genuinely tired I said but how did you know I see the heart okay I'm sorry you, you did not see the heart you just saw that she was sleeping I saw what happened and I say sleep do you understand and the devil just say ah until today they brought that card heart card and you know that I cannot read it I cannot search it forget that he needs your active so it has to be your choice to choose him and decide to walk with him so if you're not seeing his manifestation in your life check he has been waiting to walk with you you are the one that is not walking with him there is nothing like with God that, oh, see God, I've been working, you don't want to work with me. When he has been calling, he's been the one calling you before you came. Can he be the one calling for him and he doesn't want to work with you? No. He's been calling you since, work with me, work with me, you do not hear. Then you now can say, I'm working now, you're not here. Who is not here? I always say, when you make a date with God, he comes first before you arrive. He says, you did not, what's that scripture? You did not choose me. I chose you. Do you understand? You're not the one. I chose you. So if I start coming saying, God, where are you? I am the one that, before you even thought about saying that, ah, God, I need you. I'm even the one that walked it. That you even think of me. You have taught every other person but me. You have looked for help every other place but me. I still have to just help you intercede for you to just see right and choose me to help you what you should ordinarily know that I'm the one that has been sent to help you so I challenge you to surrender to him let's stop struggling with him I don't know about you but I'm leaving here a totally happy woman because God every time he comes to me he's not to condemn me that's all I need no matter where I am if God shows up now he's not coming to say you die you know the hear word die no it's 
coming to say, hey, what's wrong with you? I have been calling you. Can you just listen? That's what he's trying to do. And when I listen, I say, ah, daddy, I'm sorry. So I can turn to him anywhere and say, God, see where I am. And he'll say, yeah, I know. Are you ready to come? Let me help you. That will be the conversation. It won't be, you will die there. Do you understand it? That's you. Ex I'm so excited. You don't get that. There's no condemnation to them. That in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation to me. No matter what, He does not condemn me. If I don't believe that word, then there is no point. He does not condemn you. Is always bringing help, good tidings. That's what he brings. And when you refuse it, you pick something else. When you receive the love of God, you automatically, I always say that, nothing can separate you from the love of God except you. When you say no to it, you automatically tell the devil that I want you instead because there is no middle ground Abby there's no here or there you say I don't want your love you are saying to the devil give me your own so when you refuse the love of God and what he's offering you he automatically you will receive what the devil has and you will call it judgment from the Lord but really it is you receiving what the devil has in abundance so my God does not condemn me. I don't know if you are joyful me. I, you don't even know how I feel. So that the day you realize that you did not pray and you should have, what you should do is not to say, Ah, God, I did not pray. God, let me, I, I, did, I broke my promise the last time. What's the point? It should be that, no, Lord, thank you for reminding me now. Yes, I'm praying now. And you just shut the devil up. As opposed, ah, I didn't pray yesterday. God, what kind of thing is this? But he has just reminded you. He's not reminding you to say, why didn't you pray yesterday? He said, pray now. Because every time you wake up and you wake up, that's it. Wake up now, pray. So rather than allow condemnation, you take up the help of the Holy Ghost and say, thank you. I didn't pray yesterday, devil. Thank you. But today, I'm praying. You failed. Okay? I'm starting that journey again. I'm not going to give it up because I didn't do it. I'm at advantage when you do. For you. You know, it's 
because of this, some people have not come to service. <laughs> because they don't want to be tried. <laughs> and tested. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thought I was going to be the first person to be called because of this song that you sang today. <laughs> I just felt why are you carrying my message? You just or probably you just leave it because you reminded us of it in the song. So um I'm talking about guard your heart. Like she said, it's 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 not like an the reason why we fear examination most times is because we feel condemned when we don't pass it. When the main purpose of an examination is to tell you that you don't know this thing well, so you need to relearn it. And it has affected us even in school. As she was talking, I just realized that, why, am I, why do I feel bad when I fail an exam and my, my classmates pass it? I'm feeling like I'm the dull one. It's because I'm feeling they're ahead of me, so somehow they're looking at me like I'm dull. Instead of taking it to say, okay, I didn't understand this well, this result is showing me that I didn't know this thing well. So instead of feeling bad and just, okay, let's just... So we try to, at least, let's just try and score 50 so that we don't have to repeat this course. So let's just pass. And once we pass 50, we don't go back to it again. We just, we're looking for the next thing to achieve. When he should have told us that the reason why he didn't get it like this is because you don't understand it. So go back and check it. Now, um, I, I realized when I was going through the, the message of guard your heart, she said something, she said the heart is a strong place in our, heart, in, in our body. The heart is strong. It is a place of decision. Um, so Proverbs says, guard your heart, for out of it springs out the issues of life. And it is true. Our heart is like a storehouse. Everything you keep there is what governs how you live your life. So, um, a scripture she read in Luke 6, 45 said, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings out good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures in his heart brings out evil things. So whatever you keep in your heart is who you become. Now, I was, I was looking at um, how the natural heart works. I just said, let me check how the natural heart works. It said that the heart has two sides, the left and the right side. I'm not a science student, so I'll just explain it in the layman language. And he said that the, the right side of the heart takes the impure blood, and then it sends it to the lungs to take oxygen. Then it brings it back to the left heart side of the heart, which now shares, takes the, circulates the blood to the body. Now, the blood that the left hand circulates to the body is a pure blood, a blood that has already carried oxygen. And that's how our spiritual heart is. Everything that, that you can't avoid the things that you see because you have eyes, you have ears, you have feelings, you have emotions. So, I'm in a bus and they are playing a song, or I'm in a bus and people are 
making conversations. I can't just stand up and shout and say everybody should not talk in the bus because I'm in the bus. The driver will tell you, go and book Uber. Even when you are complaining, if you are complaining that the driver is so he'll tell you that if you don't want to enter bus, book Uber. This guy, why this is a public bus, so you can't come and be showing authority. If you wanted authority, you book Uber and have your peace. I'm sorry, there's something he said. He said, I cannot stay in the bus. I said, he said, I said, I'm guarding my heart. You guys shut up. <laughs> so we, we, we can't avoid a lot of things that happen around us. Now, I, 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 I used to know this scripture in, I think, is this Psalms 51 or Psalms, where, or 139, it said, Search my heart and know my thoughts. Try me and see if there's any evil way, any wicked way in me, and lead me to the path of everlasting life. I don't know, somewhere around my life, I, I thought I had a teaching that somebody said that that prayer is an Old Testament prayer. God has given you a new heart. and you, So when you're praying that prayer, David was in the Old Testament. But I realized that, that that was not it. Because every day I go out, every day I hear things. Everything I, every day I see things. Sometimes you're watching something on your phone or you, and you don't know how, as, as little as it is, you don't know how your mind has captured it. They say there's the subconscious in your mind. There are things that your mind has stored that you don't know that you have it there. Or sometimes you're walking and they're playing one song. You are, you are gently on your piece. Now when you go home later, you just hear yourself singing the song. And you're wondering, I didn't learn this song. Because your mind has a way of just picking things around. So she said, guarding your heart is like putting a barricade, putting a garrison around your heart, putting a watch around your heart. That if anything comes, that you know that this thing is not supposed to be in my heart. She said, guarding your heart is not the guarantee that nothing will come that is evil. But how you know you're guarding your heart is that you are able to identify what is evil and what is good. That's how you guard your heart. So guarding your heart is not the assurance that nothing evil will, unless you're not in this world, just go to heaven. I mean, everything is pure, it's light, it's clear, there's no darkness, there's no sin. But as long as you are in this world, you need to guard your heart. We need to keep a watch. It's, as she said, nobody is not anybody's responsibility to guard your heart. It is your responsibility. It's not your pastor's responsibility. It's not your friend, your father, your mother. It's your responsibility. Because when that thing was coming inside, there was nobody there. It was you. It was you that knows. When the thought comes, it's trying to come back. It is you that knows it is there. And, and one of the things that is very delicate about this is... Your heart, nobody sees it. Nobody sees it. It's just, it's just there. So I'm standing here, and she was giving an example. You can be telling somebody can be tell you I love you, but in his heart, he's planning how to do you bad. But you can't, you can't tell because th- that part is hidden. And that's why we need to guard our heart. If we, are dis- we, we deceive ourselves that because nobody sees it, it's fine. I can, I don't have, I can just do what I want to do. One day you'll be shocked. Because you will say something in, the, in a place that you shouldn't say it, and you're wondering, how did I say this? But because you kept a watch over your heart, when that thing came, even though nobody saw it, but you saw it, you placed it before God. And the word of God is what tries our heart. The Holy Spirit is the one that is able to point to you and tell you this thing. As you're reading the word of God, is telling you this thing in your heart. Check it. You need to check it. 
and and it just intertwines with surrender when he shows you your ability to say i agree that this thing in my heart i agree that there's something wrong i need to check it and walk in it that's how you guard your heart and it is very important very important that we keep our hearts because whoever we are whoever we become she said um, a, a lot of things that that happened physically have have taken a hold in your life first in your heart that even fear fear is not fear doesn't just come out she was saying one yoruba word is it aje or something that you just appear and disappear something like that that it just does a hell of fear of you that it doesn't just happen like that and until we get to that point where we agree that things just i don't just act like that out of the blue we will not guard our hearts that when i see myself beginning to act in a way that is not i discover that i'm not being patient as i should be i discover that i just talk anyhow when i ignore it and i feel i ah, know i'm a good child of god i see maybe it's just is this person that made me angry is this person that just provoked me this is not how i am unless you go back and you check that you are able, able to respond like that he said when you are love what your what your your default response becomes love so if your default response is not about um it's not about what the person did it's not about the circumstance it's about who you are who you are defines how you respond to the situation so if you are seeing that the way I'm responding it means that there's something inside my heart. I don't know where I picked it from. You may not even remember. You may not know the situation that happened where you picked it from. But if it is revealing itself, if it's showing itself, that means you need to go back and check it. You need to submit it before the word of God and before the Holy Spirit. And that's how we guard our heart. Watching over it daily. It's like you you have a you have a child and you know that this child thank you Holy Spirit this example just came to my heart when you have a toddler they don't care what happens around them they play anywhere they will enter the kitchen they will carry the knife they will fire yourself they feel it's attractive because it's a toddler it's almost like how your heart is your heart can pick anything anywhere your eyes can just so as a mother of that child or somebody elder around that child it's your responsibility to watch the child and tell no this is fire no this is knife no this is this is wrong you shouldn't touch it that's how your heart is your heart is prone there's a song that said prone to prone to wonder lord i fear it prone to leave the one i love they say here's my heart lord take and seal it seal it for your cause alone so that's how our heart is. Our heart is like a child, it's like a toddler. He can just speak everything. He just he can just anywhere, anything he hears, anything he sees, he has the ability to just speak it. But you now has to be the one to take the responsibility, be the elder, be that 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 person that is able to watch over this toddler that doesn't understand how. And the, the beauty about it is when you when you get to that point when you begin to watch over your heart you consistently submit your heart to the word of God and to the Holy Spirit you train your heart you train your heart you 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 train your heart in such a way that your heart doesn't just fall for anything that's how you train of a child in a way that it should go so when he grows he will not depart from it so when you guard your heart every day your process you now build your heart to the place where it has the ability to not just run to anything 
You see some things and you don't even remember them. You, so, you see some things and you don't even think about them anymore. But it doesn't happen just one day. Like she said, everything, everything still comes to the place where we need to die to ourselves. Die to our authority of whatever it is I want, I just have it. But I'm able to submit this heart of mine. Because my life, my very life depends on it. Please. Pastor Joy is going to be preaching for us now. I just found a nice, nice, nice replacement <laughs> for myself when I'm not around. <laughs> did you hear? Huh? No, did you hear? From when she said that writing exam, I saw the power of condemnation. Condemnation doesn't let you strive to be the best. It makes you just want to prove a point. That's what she said. That, okay, pass mark is 50. Let me just pass it so that it can shut up. So that it can stop condemning me. But meanwhile, you are supposed to go for 100 and excel. If your phone is not on silence, you can do that. Put it on silence. Huh? You're supposed to excel. And if you saw it as that I don't know it, I need to know it, then you'll excel. But if you're serious as, ah, let me just pass so that they will shut up. You are not thinking about going past the mark, going past 100. Let me just barely pass. That's enough. So at that point, you don't live on God's terms anymore, but people's terms. What they are saying, that is so profound. I don't want to just pass. I want to excel. I don't want to just have life. I want to have it more abundantly. That's what he provided. That's what I must have not barely survive. I don't want to barely survive. I want to have abundant life because that is what my Lord and Savior has prepared for me. But if I listen to the voice of condemnation, which the devil does so, so well, let's not mistake conviction for condemnation. That's what she said. Conviction makes you say, I did not, I actually did not pass because I didn't know it. Forget what they are saying. What's the truth? They are saying I didn't pass, but why didn't I pass? I should check. And once I check that, it's because I don't know it. What I then need to do is do what? Know it. But if I'm concerned about what they said that I did not pass, I'm just going to be leaving. their pace. I'm even going to be seeing that they are better than me. So, I don't think I can get their mark. Let me just pass so they stop talking about me. 
there is therefore now no con. You see, don't say that. As I'm saying that scripture, you don't understand what's happening instead of me. Life is gone. There is no condemnation against me. There can be conviction against me because I need to be fixed. So I need to know that something is off. I'm convicted to know that. I am tried and tested to know that. But condemnation? No. Because our Lord and Savior does not come with condemnation. He comes to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to fix you. Just know that. He loves you too much to not fix you. Do you understand? And he doesn't care what you have done. That is important. If you don't remember, remember what she said about don't pass bed bed. Right? Excel. And you only excel when you know what the problem is and you do what fix it. If that AC is on off it so that some people will not sleep. This place is not cold though. Try me, test Break me something she said which the Lord revealed I love the toddler your heart your heart in his true state is pure but the one that has been compromised is that one that is desperately wicked but the one the Lord has that's why I said come let me exchange. Let me fix it. So it's like a toddler. Just grabbing. So you are in charge of that toddler. To say, no, 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 you can't do this. No, 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 you can't do that. That's so powerful. And I've always said, I think it's one of the things we said, you don't have a pure heart. Because you are sinless. You have a pure heart because there is a constant remover purification going on like a water um, cleaning system. It doesn't stay. And she said that you don't let it stay. Do you understand me? 
I just witness how when you allow the Holy Spirit, I witness it with you, Victor. When you just surrender, see the way He took you. Who did we give this judging matter? This judging matter. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Who? Huh? Nobody here was giving this judgment. Tapa. You are giving that yard too. Do you want to talk about it? Or you think she said everything? <laughs> so please. What were you giving? Eh? Love on Jesus. She's already loving on Jesus. I can't, she can't wait for tears. What were you giving? Why do they always look back in? There's reason with Jesus. What were you giving? Ah. That's how many months. Okay. So please, you use the micro. So. He was giving God your heart as well. What were you giving? Who gets the alert? I know you were giving who gets the alert. Yes, you can. It's okay. You were giving who gets the alert. Oh, you talked about it, but you were giving who gets the alert. What were you giving? Becoming like Jesus. You didn't get anything. But you have been listening. Okay. So guard your heart. Still guard your heart. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I walked in here going through something. Mm. I've been going through the same thing for about a month now. Mm. Um, I haven't really studied that particular message because of this same thing. Someone I know died of cancer. So, um, but I knew the first day I tried to listen to that message, God your heart, it said something about from the aspect I picked it up so that it don't doesn't fail you with the days coming. And so you don't say that God has disappointed you because of it. I picked, even though I didn't come. So, um, I didn't want to come this morning. Like, I didn't want to talk about it. So, for while I was sitting and she was talking, you know, I had to see where God, or rather what God does with um, So, when I was going through my life and a whole lot of things, you see, I realized that you don't prepare for war during the war. Sometimes some things happen and you begin to ask God questions and all of that. You see, whether the word works or something, I think the word of God is here and everything else flows beneath. In the sense that God cannot do anything outside his word. If you find it, that is it. So there's this scripture, you know, I was thinking about, you know, 
building up your heart so it doesn't fail you. And then this scripture just dropped it. Um, Luke 6. Can you help me project it? 47. Luke chapter 6, verses 47. Whosoever, okay. Yeah, I think that's the scripture. And it says, Whosoever cometh to me, I hear it my saying, and do well them. Please, I want another translation. NIV. NIV. Yep. Okay, whosoever comes to me, and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. Continue to nine, I think it's what seven to nine. Next verse. Next verse, please. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Next verse. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the wind of that house was great. So I was just thinking, this scripture, um, these storms of life will definitely come. It's not a question of whether it will come or not. The challenges will come right but if you are not strong if you are not rooted when they come it reveals and then there's this other thing help me get second first corinthians first corinthians 3 12. let me tie it there to help it now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold silver Precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will become clear for the day we declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. So now, while I was you know, thinking about this whole thing, about the issues of life, we don't have control whether these things will come. And you know, personally from where I came from, um, I've been so used to this um, kind of uh, bread and butter Christianity message. Um, but they never told us about it. Christianity is not just about bread and butter. There is also the cross, the wilderness, the experience. Because the sort of like you experience prosperity, you will do this today, you will prosper, you will do. But most of these preachers, you know, they fail to tell us about this uh, other side of Christianity. And so most of us are actually not prepared. So when issues of life shows up, you find out that you are totally ruined why am I saying this I am because from her message you know, she thought about building up your feet building up guarding your heart I picked that particular decision so that in the days coming ahead 
it doesn't fail you and so that you don't say that God is not true when you see the errors or the things other people are doing so I decided to pick on that particular aspect you know we as believers um, experiences are what bet characters there are some things prayer or preaching for instance things like pride I don't think there is any amount of prayer or preaching that can take pride away it's experience stubbornness things like that doesn't get away by praying no amount of preaching is experience that deals with those kind of issues then again the bible said that each one's work will become clear for the day declares it you know most of us that have been used to the kind of uh, bread and butter messages and all of that Good here, the materials for building refers to the highest level of uh, purification. You know, it indicates those who have allowed God to take them through fiery circumstances. And, uh, you know, until you pass through that experience, there are some level of God you cannot know. There are some revelations. God, because you can't just say you love God if it's not tested. Love is not love until it's proven. It's easier to say, I love someone until God brings you someone who is. There are people who are not just lovable, no matter what. And God says, Love everybody. You just have to find a way to love them. Right? So, what I'm trying to say here is this um, we need to. Um, what's that right well, we need to get used to um, this cross experience like going through trials going through stuff and all of that because I've come to realize is aware of even the Bible said that the trees that bears fruit if you can actually ask a tree pruning is not sweet it's not good but a tree is being pruned so it can produce more fruits right so even christ himself have to learn obedience by suffering so if he had to pass through all of that then who are we that we cannot so i believe that um, i believe that until god takes us through certain process through certain experience there are some depths he can't work with us. There are some depths we cannot go with him until he has taken us through some experiences and then we come over to the other end still believing. And you know, me personally, I was, when I started serving God, I was doing it because I wanted um, material blessings and all of that. You see, the truth is that you don't need God to make money. The world gives money. Satan gives money. With or without God, you can actually make money. Because I begin to study even the richest people in Nigeria. Most of them, they are not Christians. They're not born again. So you don't really need. 
But if it's God that you need, and the truth is that you can actually be working with the Lord and still not make money until because the cost of following Christ said that whoever that wants to follow me, you know, hates his parents by comparison, hates even his own life, and at some point it might even lose. But at the end of the day, even if you lose your life, at least you would have fulfilled a divine destiny, a divine purpose. So most of us, and the success to the world, I don't think the way God sees success, because, I mean, we, if you ask most of us, what does success mean to us? People will start mentioning about material things, money, cars, and all of that. But I don't think that's how God counts success. Right? I don't think that's how God... Because I picked about a particular um, Ken and Abel, the one that killed his brother. That scripture. God cursed him. A cursed man. And when you read further, he he had a state. And meanwhile, he was exactly, he built, and even Solomon, in all his wealth and all of that, how did he end up? So, personally, I think success um, is about being able to live out God's purpose for you here on earth. So it's not really about money. Yes, as long as we're in this part of life, in this part of the world, we need money and all of that. But it's not how success. But this is our generation. The chase, the love, the pursuit for money has, um, what's that word? Taking over every, you know, if you don't have money, nobody wants to hear anything from you. Nobody wants to. It's all about money, 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 money. I need money, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, if after making all of these things, you still leave everything behind and uh, to join the Lord. So what is really the point? So what I'm trying to say is this. Um... We really need to. I am talking to myself, and I'm talking. I'm talking to myself because these were just my own personal thoughts. While I was thinking about this, so you know, building up, I just realized that there are some things I ought to have done in my life that I didn't do, and as a result, I am suffering now. And God will not cut the process. So when the Bible said that, serve Him in the days of your youth. Some things takes time to develop. So that by the time you get certain, some things would have developed. But these days, we want microwave, we want fast. But it doesn't work like that with God. Not because we're in this 21st century. And especially in this age that is very difficult, social media, a whole lot of things are fighting for your attention. God is still the same. The same price those old people paid to find him. We will still pay the same price. Regardless of the what is happening in this our generation we still have to go through this and he does not change and i believe with time you can buy god you can find god with time if we can actually sit our bum bum down that's right <laughs> can actually sit dedicate time we can actually find him so i am just trying to share from that aspect you know of a building up your faith, building up, you know, allow God to take us, yes, through some 
experience is part of it because these days kind those kind of messages are like today's pulpit you don't hear those kind of messages i mean this preacher they tell us what they believe we want to hear not really what um yeah, exactly so you prosper today you will do this today and then we are shouting amen and at the end of the day nothing is really and then you begin to ask is it that the word of God does not work again? This same word that the Bible said that he used this word to frame the universe and all of that. Pastor. So, um, I don't know, but I am just trying to encourage every one of us even me from my own because now when I pray I was telling someone the other day the very first reason I pray is not because I want my needs to be met the very first reason I pray is that for my life to change because I just understand that if and I think that's what God wants to do to change us from inside because once you're changed from inside your situation might still be the same but it changes the way you see them and once you change the way you see them that's empowering you know that so and I think that's what God wants to change us to lie, to align us to begin to see the way he sees so when I pray that's if I say God the first person I pray just for God to change me not for any of my needs. I mean, he knows that I have all those needs. He knows. He sure does. So, I think that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, he said, forgive me, that was prayer alarm. Aaron is always there. He said, I mean, one of the things we said that was so profound about a time is coming when your heart will fail. So when they say guard it, the kind of things that we'll see, they almost make us feel like, is there any point? And so not just guarding our heart, you know, actually it's for our benefit to guard our heart so that when things come at us, we can stand. Whether we like it or not, we'll go through process. It says something about you can deal with pride by praying or the word, but by experience. I hope you understood what he was trying to say. After you have read it in the Bible and you have prayed it, you'll be tried and you'll be tested do you understand after you have sung it you'll be tried and you'll be tested which is experience do you understand you will experience this thing i said now that okay god try me test me break me mold me somebody just come and somewhere you say Ah, they have come. That stronghold you had was just punctured and broken. And you're like, ah, they have come from my village. But not all is from your village. 
right? So that journey, frustrated, disrupted, and you're like, ah, no. But that's not. So how you go through that experience will show if you have been reading and praying. Do you understand? That's what he said. So it's not enough to say, oh, Father, help me, help me. You know what he thinks we always do? Somebody tell me, one of the scriptures that I love, pray without season, I thought to myself, you know, it's always good to go to the mountain and pray. I told you guys, right? Right? It's always good to go to the beach. And I said the mountain doesn't have to be Orioke. It can be a beachside house. Just somewhere you can be alone with him. You know, it's fantastic to do it. People have asked me questions many times that most times like once I come down from that mountain of seven days, it's like in one hour, everything I went to acquire just has it happened to you before? Huh? It's happened to me. It's happened to you, you can't pray. I'm not eating, I'm not doing, I'm not watching TV, I'm not doing anything. Give me, give me, give me, fire, fire. And I am, when, when the kind of boldness inside of me, when I'm, yeah. and when I come out, they say, go and wash it. I say, which kind of rubbish down? I mean, go to wash it every time. <laughs> as simple as washing it. No, me wash and yesterday, no, me wash and two weeks ago. And then he said, I said, go on, go wash that. We can rubbish You remember then I say, and my parents are dead. Now we just fast. <laughs> <laughs> and this stubbornness never still go. After three days of dry fast, you did go again. <laughs> See, I'm like, wait. Then that's when I remember that. Oh. My goodness, I just I feel like these people are, are wicked, they're just trying to set me up. What's the problem? So I will pray, give me, give me patience, patience. Then I pray for then I just come out. Then that's the day my dad can decide that he wants to tell you to do one, you know, some things that it's not actually a big deal, but Suddenly you realize that all this prayer you prayed did not really touch anywhere. In one second. That's when they say eh, no go go church today. Going to church is a good thing. Right? So I think you let me go to church and be like, ah, I will go to church. I say you no go go church. Go wash those clothes. Then they wait for me for church. I go go to church. Eh? You know the go church, go what they say, which can rubbish be on this one. I will get upset. And I'm sure God is looking at me like, okay. She needs to be one guy meeting in church. And I've been fasting to go and end the fast. Your father said, don't go to church. Now, I learned later in my life that the Bible did not say, honor your good father and your good mother. He says, honor your, uh, did he put the type of father to honor? Did he put the type of father, mother to honor? 
until I went back to honor them, nothing happened. Because me, I knew Bible. As one that told my father, the Bible says you are worse than an infidel. I'm not joking, I said it. I don't go program, I don't go give person money, and I go to talk. I was, I, I was woke out, trust me. Now, me, me talk on a Bible. So when I was passing video, and they'll give me bow in my ear, I say, Mona, slap me, I go still tell you the truth. If you not like Mona, I know you, I go tell you the truth. Now, truth, I be talk. Is it truth I'm saying? I'm asking. Not be truth, I be talk. Bible, not talk out. Eh? But not truth, I be talk. I'm asking you. Not truth, I be talk. Yes. Right? Bible said it. But am I saying the truth? Because I have violated the word of God that says honor. I can't tell my father you're worse than an infidel. I shouldn't. I did. And in my judgment, my saying is right because he did everything that didn't make do you understand i have confessed it i was one that wished that when my dad goes he should not come back he should die hmm. because we didn't have a relationship even though we stayed in the same house until recently until some few years ago i always wish when he goes out he just die accident making i'm not joking Imagine God answered my prayer. What a wicked prayer. How will I be? I didn't think that my father, yeah, maybe taken over by religion. I didn't think that he should meet Jesus really. I'm thinking to die. I'm telling you, he should not come back. He should have an accident on those roads because he was always traveling. I prayed it. Mother to divorce him. I don't know what to do for him. That's what I am. I'm telling you, I don't know what to still do for this place. Well, I don't go come out because when she goes, we we'll follow her. So I'm looking for escape. What should I do for inside this this kind of wicked man? Mom say, hey, God, God goes. What should I do this woman say? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think she will say it's true. My children said, let's go. As she goes, say, oh, God, God. God, I know as a mama, I don't understand you. I don't just understand you now. Honestly, I will be angry. So angry. But all of that didn't work out the righteousness of God. How I knew the Lord dealt with me is when He changed my heart towards my father like literally they complain not that I don't see is wrong though. I'm like God I'm praying God will fix it it's no longer there's that hatred it's so, it was so strong you could touch it but the Lord changed it that's how I knew 
I could pray for my dad. I could just love him. They'll be now be like, ah, why am I biased? I'm not biased. I'm just, I would judge right, but. And when I'm looking at him, I'm looking at him with pity. Baba, dad. And suddenly, my father that called me a bastard said to me, woman of God. That's one it's one of those moments where I can't forget when I sat down on that I sat down on Ijoko and I sat down and I said ah, people said whose child is that I'm like it's my child then my mom's like see I'm on the claim waiting he <laughs> the claim waiting no 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 concern she didn't say nam, nam, you'll be my picking you'll be bastard Christian. And I said, the Spirit of God, is he? he? I said, ah, woman of God, pray for me. My father. My father. Samuel dies, a pastor. So if he says to you, is he you that want to change me? Those are the things we say, then I'll be like, no hope for this man. Make it just like. Say, if I did not change things, is he you that want to change me? Even when I quote scripture, yeah, what's that? That's what we say to catch you. But now the same man says to me, woman of God, when I come, they honor. It was because I honored God according to his word and honored my father. Even when he didn't change. I now know to speak truth from a different place and a different motive with a different motive. And I can see the effect. So it's important to guard your heart now. They are telling you, guard it. We haven't even seen anything yet. I have said it, Corona is the least of the things to come. If you don't guard your heart now, how will you survive? They are saying in some countries, four-year-olds can decide to change their sex, um, their gender. Four-year-old, she's just liking the heart to a toddler. What does a four-year-old know now to make such decision? But that's what the world we live in is pushing at us. But you need to guard your heart enough to know that I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And so I have to speak up. Speak up when I need to. One of our biggest problems in the house of the Lord is speaking up truth. Just so that we will not be condemned. We don't speak. And like I said, the minority becomes so loud. And the majority becomes so small. In decision making. So that point is so valid. Guard your heart. 
the scriptures he read. Guard it so that when things will hit it, it will still be standing. Because once your heart fails, everything else fails. Physically, when the heart stops, the man, huh? The man what? Bishops out. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Okay, so um, I'm here to talk on love of Jesus, yeah. And um, there was this tall song Pastor took that day. I will not forget where you brought me from. I am standing because of you. I will not forget. If you know the song, just take it with me. Yeah. I will not forget how you saw me through. Oh, I am standing because of you. I will not forget. So can you say, may I not forget? Hmm? May, may I not forget, forget what you set me from. I am standing because of you. I am not forget. You know, most times it's so easy to hear the message, hear the word. Like Pastor would say, we hear the song, we hear the message, we are all excited. But then life goes just through test. I thank God for the messages that has been here today. Yeah. So, just um, not to two weeks ago, I don't know, there was just a switch in my mood all of a sudden. And... I had an influx of thoughts and there was this particular concern that came to mind and it kind of weighed me down to be honest I just felt I needed space I felt I needed to be alone I just wanted to be alone um, not staying alone to keep thinking and feeling depressed but I just felt I needed time with the Holy Spirit Yeah, I felt it was the only one that could get me off that mode and then I took excuse I told my husband and 
he, he, he granted me the request. I went on my own. And while I kept pondering and kept, you know, asking some questions like, Lord, why, why is this like this? Why is this like this? I thank God for the Holy Spirit. He brought this song, this message back to my mind. And then there was a switch in my mood. And then I started reflecting on the things, you know, God has done, had done over time. Was still doing, is still doing, and will still do. In addition, I... So it was more like a retrospect, basically. In addition, I started thinking of other testimonies, both in the Bible, and several I'd heard. And then I'm like, really? So why am I walked up? Why am I really weighed down over this? And I thank God because the day ended on a better note. I felt lifted in my spirit. I encouraged myself in the Lord. And I'm like, come on. Um, the truth is circumstances might come that might actually, you know, get you in this kind of mood. But then remind yourself. Remember the song. And I thank God for the song, really. Remember the song. Even if, even if you do not remember the entire message, remember the song. Remind yourself of those things God has done over time. In your family, around you, your circle. And encourage yourself in it. Praise God for it. Praise the Lord. Now, while I, I thank God for, this, for the Holy Spirit, really, because um, this message, I have a, I know God was intentional about giving me this message. Because while I had to like revisit this message, it ministered to me over and again. And then I started remembering, you know, the children of Israel. It's so easy to study the Bible and then you're like, ah, children of Israel, how can God bring you out of Egypt despite everything you did? And then you found yourself complaining and nagging and whining, forgetting so fast the miracle he'd done. But at times we often find ourselves doing this. And you see, the, 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 the risk behind things like this is if you're not careful, just like the children of Israel, there's ever ten tendency to be rebellious. And there's every possibility to act foolish like they did. And if not careful, we pray not to invite the wrath of God. Anyway, it, it, it brought me to the place of repentance somehow. There was something I omitted. And thank God for last week's service. While my mom was ministering, I was actually hoping last week was going to be uh, Revision Sunday. And just immediately after the message, I felt like Sister Joy felt like I want to be first to come out because it was just in sync with, you know, my topic. And then, the area I missed and I had to start praying for mercy was I'm trying to remember it came to mind and it just came out in a flash when I remember I'll, I'll talk about it okay so part of the ways of loving on Jesus 
is constantly constantly reminding yourself of his love of his goodness so most times when you forget it you can easily fall out of it but each time you remind yourself of his goodness of his love you love on him you just love him you know each time mama talks about coming to church and then you need motivation to pray you need motivation to praise and at times I think about it I'm like I think the same way too but then I'm like it's not like you didn't know where you were coming to you knew where you were coming to and you come here you're waiting for someone to stir you up like really but when you have yourself like you remind yourself of where you're coming from and how far he's brought you through the fact that you didn't choose him he chose you the fact that you know he even gave you the grace to say yes to him do you know how many people they've been preached they have preached to that rejected him and i'm like lord thank you lord thank you and then another way okay so mama talked about she said thanksgiving that each time you come into the presence of God, we're coming with a heart of thanksgiving. Scripture says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his court with praise. So each time you come into his presence, you're coming with a mindset of thanksgiving. You're stepping in with a heart of gratitude. But for things he's done, things he's not even done, you're thanking him. For the face you're going through, both the tough times, you're thanking him because he's putting you through a process. Pastor Nekama was, was talking, I was like, you think God does not know what you're going through? When you're going through stuff, you think he doesn't know? You think he's not aware of that your challenge? He, he is aware. You've not come out of it, does not mean he doesn't want you to come out of it. But all of this is processing you, he's making you. I'm a living testimony of that. And she says, Thanksgiving shouldn't be a thing that's should just be a last Sunday thing or once in the month thing or when I come to church thing even in your private space let our hearts be full of thanksgiving live a life of thanksgiving live a life of gratitude to God at all times and then in addition that God has invested so much in us and all he's requesting for in return is just your life. Give him your all. Totality is all he's requesting. You know, oftentimes, God blesses us with something. He's the one that gave you. And then feels like giving back to him like, as though you're doing him a favor. You're trusting him for financial blessing. For instance, Somehow a need is being, I mean, someone just reaches out to you and just blesses you. Maybe with that exact amount you need somehow. somehow. A 10% of it seems like a big deal. You feel like giving it back to God. It's like, let it not be like I didn't do. Like you're doing him a favor. Giving him back your resources feels like 
it's a favor you're doing him giving him your time giving him your talent everything is deposited in you it feels like it's a favor you're doing him it's so easy to say I love you Jesus it's so easy to you know sing the song when everybody's singing it or say it as a cliche when everybody's saying it but I think it goes beyond words and then how do you love on Jesus you respond to him he's speaking he's been speaking he's still speaking he's not talkative but he speaks are you responding are you responding when he speaks I'm talking of living a life of obedience I'm talking of living a selfless life a life where it's no longer about you but all about God I'm actually speaking to myself I want to love Jesus. At times I say, Lord, teach me to love you. but I want to do it. Can you really tell me to let go of things for you and I'll do it?
people rejected you. I told you. Many people are still turning you down. I told you. Many people are still saying you don't exist. I chose you. Many people are still saying there's no God. I told you. Atheists is saying there's no God. I told you. I said there is God. I believe there is God. Even if I have not seen him, I believe he exists. I believe he's everywhere. I see him in the trees. I see him in you.
with you we are preserved with you we are kept with you we are not put to shame with you we are kept so we thank you we thank you we have learned by your word that the best way to love you is to surrender to you because we don't even know how to love you but when we surrender to you you will help us love you you want to help us with every single thing we've learned by your word that nothing is difficult once we surrender to you you will show us go like this we've learned by your word that you want to be us to be active when it comes to dealing with you you want us active not passive the devil is the one that likes passiveness you you like active be involved because I don't want to do anything without you we've learned by your word that you want to partner with us not take advantage of us there is no time God wants to take advantage of you. every time you are at advantage he wants to help it is this understanding that make us shout hallelujah it is this understanding of knowing that we have you the one in, in whom all the promises are kept we have you Jesus when we remember your promises we shout hallelujah 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 when we remember your promises we shout we shout way out for us. So 
so that gives me joy. So when I remember that there's a word,
think we need help. It's not true. We need help. Oh. We need help in this place. Two G. Those ones, they are not even bothered. They are dancing themselves. We need help. He said we'll close one, but it doesn't happen. Because we are followers. We don't tell the Holy Spirit, oh yeah, do and go. We follow. So next week, by God's grace, we still have health. We still have mercy. We still have God's child. We still have Brother Patrick. You. When you come. So, are you still here next week? Fantastic. She came from Manam Brown. I mean, did I get it right? Okay. Sometimes, it's, when I said, where did you come from? They were here. I said, where did you come from? She said, that number. I said, uh, okay. I'm not saying, where is your state of origin? Like, where? I didn't say, where are you from? Like, no, he said, no, no. I said, so you live here? No, she lives in Anambra. So she came, she's here for a visit. And she's been disturbing that she wants to come. So she's still with us next week. Before she will Ah, she's still with us. Or maybe she won't go in there, I don't know. As I'm looking at that, I'm afraid. And she's been following actively online. And that's why the online is very important for me. There are people actually following. It's unbelievable. There are people actually following from Ghana, from Botswana, from the UK. They have written their own um, revision that those here are running from. See, after the running, did God not help you? Eh? Did we not find a new pastor? Why are you looking at if I'm the new pastor, you, I say, I know that I can go. I, when I go, she's here. But she's not the only one. All of you are here. You are hearing. You have to produce fruit. Do you understand? There's no point hearing that we are not producing fruit. We don't have time to spend too much time anymore. The work God is doing is quick. So we don't have time. You have to pick up the word of God. Eat it, chew it, and allow the Holy Spirit to help you. We will go to the streets and preach the gospel. It is truly Jesus on him that there is no hindering him in any way. I don't have the intention of hindering him. I don't think anybody here has the intention of hindering him. He's whatever he wants. I know things like this give people headache. So what's the plan? So what's the idea? But there is no idea. Jesus is the idea. Jesus is the plan. When we are not chasing Jesus anymore, don't be following. Don't follow. Don't follow. I advise you. So we have pastors, we have people that can see the Holy Spirit said, don't be bothered about what you say. When you open your mouth, I'll feel it. How much more if you have read the word, you have gone to the message. What's wrong with you? So next week, by God's grace, hell will start. Mercy, you know. God's child, Patrick. We would hear, I was so blessed. Every time this man wants to talk, I'm always like, oh my God. There's so much wisdom. You see, when people have gone through life, you know. He's not telling you what he has not tried. There's nothing you want to. He's gone through life and he's coming, calm down. And he's coming to just tell you the truth. Somebody has seen money and he's telling you, forget. 
is talking about the cross which we hardly want to talk about the cross comes with is a cross it is not it's heavy you either want to carry it or you don't want to carry it all these christians you want to do we don't want to carry the cross we just want to carry the prosperity and say i am the god told me to prosper and dominate the earth i believe too me i have no doubt you only dominate he said something about success from god's perspective are we concerned about that this thing we've heard people will still tell you you have to make impact here impact here is important but on whose order on whose authority are you making that impact because it will be one of the scariest, scariest scripture for me is that i do not know you that's one of the if you ask me that's one of the scariest that i can do all this that's why my heart needs to be in check that's why it needs to try me test me break me mold me purify me consecrate my heart for you all one more time for that strength I often say that one of the reasons I how I my communication with God he talks to me in different ways but through songs when I don't get songs for a while I'm worried not because I want to get his song but because he talks to me through it so if he's not using that medium I'm, not that he doesn't talk other ways but I'm, I check what's going on what are you saying what am I not hearing and he blesses us with that all the time I am that we love Jesus and I know that if we love Jesus we will love ourselves the love that is not amongst us is because we don't love Jesus the love we are talking about amongst brethren is not because we don't love Jesus when we truly make it about Jesus and Jesus is the focus loving ourselves is easy 
And that's why I know in this place, there will not be anything like, oh, the leader is actually a good person, but the people don't hear what you mm -mm. Those kind of places where they say, ah, the leader is nice, so he's a nice guy, or he's a nice woman. He actually follows Jesus. How can you be following Jesus? Your people are not following. And you do nothing about it. No, you will not stay here. You'll find another family. Because in this family, we are going somewhere. We are trying to transform daily to the image of Jesus Christ. And no matter where we are at, so long as we are with if you were touched by the message you just heard and you would like to accept the love of Jesus Christ, please say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my will to you right now. I am tired of doing life by myself. I ask that you forgive my sins and start afresh with me. I believe you died, you rose again, and I believe in your second coming. From now on, I ask that you will be Lord over my life. Help me to follow your footsteps and live like you. I receive your free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations and welcome into the family. If you said this prayer, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at www.jesusanandedministry.com and fill the love card. We look forward to receiving your message. God bless you. The message you just heard is from Jesus Anandad Ministry. To connect with us, you can visit our website at www.jesusanandedministry.com. God bless you.